Welcome to the latest edition of our Fixed Interest podcast series. My name's Ed Parker. I'm head of Europe, Middle East and Africa Sovereigns at Fitch Ratings. I'm joined today by Michele Napolitano, our head of Western European Sovereign Ratings and lead author of a series of recent reports on the EU policy response to the COVID-19 crisis and the next generation EU fund. Michele, let's start with the basics. What is the next generation EU fund or next gen EU and how much money are we talking about? Thank you, Ed. Next generation EU is the key plank of the EU post-pandemic growth strategy. The fund effectively mutualizes part of the costs of the policy response to the pandemic crisis at EU level. How much money are we talking about? The fund consists of 750 billion euros, around 5% of EU GDP, which will be borrowed by the European Commission on the markets using the EU budget as a guarantee. The size of the package has often been criticized for not being large enough to adequately support the recovery following the very sharp economic contractions. But the instrument marks the first time in recent history that the EU will directly issue mutual debt to redistribute and stabilize the economy. So it is a significant development in the way EU economies respond to an economic crisis. The centerpiece of next generation EU is the recovery and resilience facility, which will make 672.5 billion euros in loans and grants available to support reforms and investments undertaken by member states. Member states have presented their own recovery and resilience plans to the European Commission, and the idea is that these plans should initiate a virtuous cycle of investment and reforms, which will underpin the recovery in the short term via boost to the demand side of the economy, and then improvement to the supply side, which would underpin an increase in growth potential over the medium term. Okay, so what impact do you expect the fund to have on economic growth, both in the, in the near term as EU countries look to entrench their recovery from the pandemic and in the longer term through boosting potential growth? For example, if we take Italy, how big a deal is the next gen EU to its economic prospects? So the impact of next generation EU on economic growth will depend on the size of fiscal multipliers, i.e. the euro response of GDP to a euro of additional fiscal stimulus. And the size of the multiplier will depend on the capacity of countries to execute investment projects in an efficient and timely manner. So our analysis suggests that the multiplier from next generation EU could be higher than one, but we are exercising our judgment and we apply multipliers within a wider range between 0.8 and 1.3, depending on the characteristics of individual sovereigns. Using a multiplier lower than one would allow for the possibility that not all the grants the money is used for productive purposes. It also allows it to take into account potential issues in absorbing the funds by some countries. And US specifically about Italy is the largest beneficiary of next generation EU funds in euro terms, not relative to GDP. It will benefit from a substantial investment stimulus over the coming years. For Italy, we use a multiplier of 0.8 for the grant component. 
expect in terms of overall real GDP growth, we expect a steady growth this year, 4.8%. But this is really driven more by the strong rebound that we expect in the second half of the year as the economy reopens. It is in 2022 that next generation EU impact really kicks in. And in 22, we expect a fairly strong growth still, 0.3%. Assessing the impact on growth beyond 22 and on potential growth is a more difficult task at this stage. But in our view, achieving more permanent growth-enhancing effects on growth through next generation EU will really depend on Italy institutional capacity to effectively deploy the funds and the government ability to enact reforms. To give you a number, our latest estimate for potential growth over the medium term is 0.4. But this number does not take into account any boost from the structural reform agenda that is part of the recovery and resilience plan. So this is clearly an upside risk to our estimate of potential growth in Italy. And what impact will it have on EU and member states' public finances? I guess it involves higher public expenditure, but financed by a mix of grants and loans and potentially different repayment periods and counterfactual. It all sounds a bit complicated. Yes, it is indeed complicated. And there are still uncertainties about the interplay between the grants and the loans and the public finances of individual countries. The aspect is really that the grant component of next generation EU will not form part of the direct debt stock of recipients. That is quite an important feature. And Fitch is treating the grants as budget neutral, in line with the draft guidance note that was published by Eurostat at the end of last year. In practice, this implies that as soon as the next generation EU grant is disbursed, we will record this with a double entry in the public finances. It will increase government expenditure and revenue by the same amount. For the next gen EU loans, things are simpler. Loans that are used to increase expenditure rather than substituting for borrowing direct from the capital markets will lead to higher budget deficits and government debt. So then if the EU is taking on more debt under its own name, what are the implications for the EU's AAA credit rating? Ultimately, is isn't it the EU member states that will have to service this extra debt? Presumably, the next-gen EU is not a magic money tree and fiscal liabilities are being created somewhere. Yes, those are very two relevant questions. So first of all, the EU is rated AAA, as you say, and it has a stable outlook. The rating is uh, based on support from its AAA member states, Germany, the Netherlands, Sweden, Denmark, and Luxembourg. More precisely, the AAA rating is based on the coverage of the EU debt service by potential additional contributions to the EU budget from AAA states. The EU is indeed taking on more debt. And let me also remind you that in addition to next-gen EU, the Commission is also raising up to 100 billion euros to lend to member states for the shore work schemes, the support to mitigate unemployment risks in an emergency schemes. So there is an increase in EU debt, but this would be backed by significant additional resources from member states. All member states have already approved an increase by 0.6% of gross national income in the so-called own resource ceiling earmarked to repay debt issued under next-gen EU. This is a considerable increase in resources dedicated to the EU member states. Based on our calculation, the increase in debt would be consistent with the EU AAA rating because that service would remain fully covered by potential additional budget contributions from AAA-rated sovereigns. There is an important assumption here. The assumption is that there will not be any downgrade of these AAA-rated sovereigns. At the moment, they are all on a stable outlook. In your reports, you highlight that the significance of the next-gen 
EU goes beyond its boost to growth. Do you see as a game changer for the resilience of the EU and Eurozone and a potential stepping stone to a fiscal union? And finally, what are the rating implications? So the most important aspect in our view is that next-gen EU is a step towards a more resilient Eurozone. The political signal of next-gen EU is extremely important. EU countries pulling together, effectively the wealthier countries deciding to support those are the hit and with less fiscal room for maneuver is a powerful political signal. In previous years, before the pandemic, we said that centralization at the Eurozone or EU level of some fiscal revenue to enable an element of counter-cyclical transfers would help countries cope with shocks while maintaining a certain degree of fiscal discipline. We also said that such initiatives could have a beneficial impact on ratings of lower rated sovereigns over time. Next gen EU goes in this direction, so it can be supportive ratings of lower rated sovereigns. The extent of any rating implication is hard to gouge at this stage, but it will depend on a number of factors. The first is the impact on the public finances. If the funds are well directed, those can provide a substantial boost to growth for the net recipient countries with a fairly limited public finance impact in the short term. The other relevant rating factor in the rating assessment is how the funds will be spent and their effectiveness at promoting a broad-based recovery over time. Here, there are some question marks in our view. Will the institutional framework of the net recipient countries be able to execute growth-enhancing projects and channel the funds efficiently? Will countries implement the reform agenda that they have committed to? The answers to these questions will partly determine the rating impact. So there can indeed be positive rating pressure, but the use of the funds and their effectiveness will be important rating considerations. Is NextGen EU a game changer? Is it really the first step towards a fiscal union? It would be a game changer if if the framework behind next-gen EU were to become permanent. Confidence that at the next crisis, a similar framework would be available in the toolbox that would clearly be positive. At the moment, we are working under the assumption that next-gen EU is a temporary fund to deal with an exceptional crisis. This makes it difficult to consider it a decisive move towards a fiscal union. However, we recognize that the framework behind the fund may become a more permanent feature of the EU institutional framework. Once the fund is operational, should it be successful, it could create a precedent and a mechanism that could be replicated during the next downturn. If that was to happen, then this would be extremely relevant and something that we would reflect in our ratings. Thanks for those insights, Michele. You can access the reports we've been discussing titled what Investors Want to Know, Next Generation EU Impact on Growth and the Public Finances, and the European Policy Response to the Coronavirus Pandemic, along with our other sovereign and economic research on Fitch's website. We hope you join us for the next edition of Fixed Interests.